Hey there, you spooky souls. It's Marissa. And it's Kristen. And we're back for another episode on Dark Channel. Woot woot. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Hopefully this one goes better with less technical difficulties. Um, but I'm super excited. This is an episode on Kristen. Mm-hmm. So today, um, it's kind of like meaningful I think to me and Marissa because we both lived in this town for a little while or really close to it so it's gonna be exciting um we're gonna be talking about the Kiwani Inn or Karsten Hotel or Kiwani Hotel or Kiwani Inn whatever you want to call it the names have changed so much throughout history it's not even funny like I don't even know for sure what it's called today I think it's Kiwani Nest or Karsten Nest Hotel I don't know okay. it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah because you lived in Kiwani and then I lived there for like just a hot minute mm-hmm yeah and I was there for like three years so yeah I, it's kind of exciting Ooh, I'm excited I don't know anything about this so I'm pretty excited to hear what you got yeah all right well let's get started then um so Kiwani is obviously in Wisconsin, for you who don't know. Um, in 1836, it was actually, Kiwani was chosen to be the site of a trading post because of its natural harbor. It's right on Lake Michigan. Um, so then by 1858, it was a booming port town for lumber and commerce. There was as many as 20 schooners and steamers that arrived each day carrying like commercial enterprises and passengers. And because of all these passengers, a hotel was needed, which is where the hotel kind of came from. So then in 1858, it was originally, um, I guess, built by a Charles Brandis. I think that's how you say it. Marissa, did you get the... Yeah, but I didn't open it. So while you're talking, I will open it. Oh, good one. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I need help with some of these names, too. They're not as bad as yours were, but... Brandis sounds... um, Charles? Yeah, I would say Brandis. Brandis? Yes. So he originally opened it and called the hotel the Steamboat House which it was used for visitors. And then it had a large ballroom that was used for many dances and other events. And then it even served as the Kiwani County Courthouse until 1873. So at that time, this was kind of like a little building that was used for a bunch of different things, which is kind of cool. And then in 1864, there was a man named Edward Deckner who bought the hotel and sold it a year later in 1865. And he sold it to John Erickson, who changed the name to the Erickson Hotel. Um, there's, oh, don't <laughs> mind my dogs in the background. I gave them treats to keep them quiet, but apparently that was a bad idea. <laughs> Diesel's choking on his ball. <laughs> Poor buddy. <laughs> oh, I can still hear him eating. He's fine. It's yeah, they're good. fine. They're fine. You might hear mine chewing on bones. They're both right next to me. You know, dog mom life. We can't yep. leave our dogs alone. It just is what it is, guys. For real. And normally, like last episode, I had Blake watching all mine, but he had to go do stuff with his car. So I'm stuck with, well, I have Diesel Jacks in Alaska and he took Oakley today. So, yeah, I don't even think if I even said, Cole, watch the dogs, they would not 
allow him to do that. They need no. to see me at all times. They are glued to their mama. They are. Mama's <laughs> bebes. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. So, yes. Um, Jan Erickson had changed the name to Erickson Hotel. Again, one of the names that I didn't even mention because I forgot that it was named that, too. <laughs> I don't know. It had so many names. Anyway, he ran it until 1911 when he died. And then that's when it got like the Karsten name because William Karsten had bought the hotel in November but then he had bad luck and then not even a year later in 1912 a fire started in the kitchen of the hotel it burned the whole structure down within four hours and then yeah and the fire was supposedly accidental and there was no reported deaths or injuries or anything so that's good but it literally happened like right after he bought it. So that kind of sucks. But oh he got all of his insurance money back from the insurance. And he ended up rebuilding the hotel in 1912, which this was kind of nice for him because he could build it to exactly how he wanted it and basically make it the hotel of his dreams. So it worked out. Um, and it ended up being a luxurious three-story brick hotel with an amazing bar, a large lobby, a huge dining room and ballroom, and then the basement. And then the cost at that time was $60,000, which is today's money about $1,732,484.21. So, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. Um, it, like, I've stayed there and everything, and, like, it's just crazy that that's how much it was. I mean, back then it was probably amazing, but, like, today it's just, like, obviously such an old building, and yeah, it did a lot to it. That's a lot of money, but. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then that's when the name actually became the Hotel Karsten. Um, and then once it was fully rebuilt, it did have 52 rooms and then it could fit 90 guests in the dining room. And it reopened officially on February 14th of 1913. So I don't know, they must have had some like final touches and yeah. stuff if it yeah, huh. opened in 1913. But then around that time, um, Mr. Karsten had been a retired sea captain who actually made his money establishing the Pabst Brewery Company in Kiwani. Like Pabst Blue Ribbon? I don't, I was kind of that, and then I kind of forgot about that part until I'm reading oh, it right oops. now. oops. <laughs> so I'm assuming it was, because I know Pabst, didn't Pabst start in Milwaukee? Oh, I'm assuming it's kind of like a branch off of that. Just the cute one. Either way, it's cool. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to have to look into that for next episode. Sorry, guys. Or if people know, tell yes. us. Comment. Tell Let us. us know. How about that? That works, too. That works yes. great. <laughs> um, but yeah, in addition to that, he was also the mayor of Kiwani. So, oh, guy. okay. Mm-hmm. He was a busy guy. Yeah, sure was. Huh. All right. Um, 
So then he was known as a sociable, likable guy pretty much up until his wife, Catherine, who was the love of his life, died in 1928. He then was known kind of as like lonely and not so happy, but he still found a lot of, I know, Um, but he still found pleasure looking at the beautiful view of Lake Michigan and the Kiwani Harbor from his suite. His suite was actually in the hotel, obviously. It was on the second floor that um, currently occupies rooms 205 and 210. I believe they're next to each other in the building. And that was like his area. It's been remodeled since then, obviously, but those are the two rooms that in. Um, But he liked to sit in his favorite fancy chair in the lobby and just talk to guests. And he liked to spend time with his grandson, um, William Kirsten III, who was also known as Billy. So then when William Kirsten Sr. retired, his son, William Kirsten Jr. took over and managed the hotel. And then because he was there so often, so was his son, Billy. And Billy spent as much with his grandpa. And then Carson was a really big guy. Um, he weighed 375 pounds. But, yeah. He's a big um, boy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, all through his life, though, he was blessed with good health aside from his weight. And then he had arthritis. But I mean, Wisconsin, Wisconsin <laughs> breeds some thick bone people, though. Yep. And you know what? <laughs> if he had anything to do with Caps the beer... That's probably where a lot of his weight came from. (laughs) I hate that beer so much. We like beer here. Just not Paps. (laughs) No, I I mean, I don't, I'm going to be hated, but I'm not a huge beer drinker. It's it's okay. We like alcohol. We like alcohol. alcohol. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he didn't die until age 78. And that was of a heart attack in his favorite chair in his suite on January 4th of 1940. That's like really old for like the early 90s. Yeah. For the early 90s. For the early 1900s. Yeah, it is. Like, wow. That's pretty impressive. Interesting. Yeah. Strangely enough, three weeks after he died, um, his grandson, Billy, became very ill and he ended up in the hospital and died due to complications of hemophilus influenza meningitis at five years old oh my god i know poor baby Ugh. Ugh. r.i.p I, I don't like that no i don't like like anyone dying unless they're like a serial killer and they just like when you die at 78, it's almost like, oh my God, you lived such a good life. Like that you went easily. Yeah. But to be five, like you don't I, know anything. Poor baby. He probably had no idea what was going on. He just knew he didn't feel good. I mean, yeah. Hmm. I don't hmm. like I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hold it together, Marissa. Yes. well then okay so in now it's more so gets into the selling people again so we'll go through that in 1948 
Carson Hotel sold the hotel, but I'm not really sure who it was to because the next owner that I found wasn't until 1950, which was Hershey Hardy. And he owned it for eight years, but between that 1948 and 1950, I'm not sure if it just like sat vacant or mm. really happened. But okay. I don't know. But yeah, the next owner owned it for eight years, and then he had sold it to Mrs. Otto Hunter Properties. She owned it in 1958 and then ended up owning it for the next six years. But by that time, needed to be upgraded since you could tell it was aging and it sat vacant for two years after she was done with it. so from 1964 to 1966 it just sat vacant Ugh. and then in 19 yeah 1966 there was two brothers by the names of charles and john schmidt they bought the hotel and they started renovating they had tons of ideas for this hotel so they started, they pretty much got to it. They were ready to make it live again, I guess you could say. Okay. But, Breathe some life uh, into it. Yeah. Um, so they ended up changing the name again to Schmidt's <laughs> Coach Inn. That's And weird. then they did a bunch of, yeah. They did a bunch of work to the hotel, which included a new boiler, concrete basement floor, sprinkler system, New paneling in the lobby, walnut room, dining room, and bar. Then they did some stuff to the plumbing and the wiring. They put new fixtures on, and then they second floor. And then they opened 26 rooms on the third floor, and they restored like the water, the heating, and the plumbing to all the rooms. Wow. So then it was pretty much obviously like a regular hotel again. Okay. Um, yeah, and they. It, ceramic tiles to all the bathrooms so they made those nice and fancy too was it what was in there before do you think like carpet i don't okay. really know i didn't really find anything on like i'm just being like, weird even yeah even pictures like i can't really tell i didn't really find anything pre i don't know pre i don't even know what you call it like <laughs> the old pictures i never found anything like that okay but yeah, and then in 1970, they also enclosed the front porch and they restored the curved stained glass in the tap bar, which I, cause yeah, I think I think stained glass is so cool. Yeah, I want to do stained glass in one of our windows so bad. Do it. It's so I don't even know where to like call somebody to find it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, but those two brothers ended up owning the hotel for 18 years total, which was a pretty long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then in 1984, the brothers had sold the hotel to Tom Goddard. I think it's pronounced Goddard. Yeah. And then five other investors. They all stuck money into it, making sure that the basement, the first and the second floor were up to code. And they reopened it again, but they became a Hotel Carson. Thank goodness. Okay. And oh, wow. it. I know. It's gone through so many changes. Like, that's why, I mean, I think that today is, I don't know. I don't know. It changes all the time. <laughs> but, um, it's there. Yeah, it's there. And then in 1991, 
Doug and Tony Charles bought the hotel and they ended up restoring it with the original 1913 decor, which I think Now that would cool. be so cool. Mm. Oh For my sure. God, I would love that. I know. And then in 1996, there was Dave and Therese Jasic, I think it is. I, oh, I like Jasic, yeah. J- Jasic, Jasic, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> they bought it. And then they also reconstructed the front check-in desk by studying like old pictures of it. Oh my and god. Then, yeah. And they also used like Victorian wallpaper throughout the hotel. They painted the lobby ceiling chocolate brown and then they antiques. And then they took it a step further and they completed the renovations that um, like restored the hotel's original looks and added more amenities by changing the 52 rooms into 23 rooms with a private bathroom and then some of them included jacuzzis and then when they had reopened it the new name was the historic Carson Inn which I really like that one because that's a newer but like you still have the historic like you full out say this is a historic hotel which is because like Kiwani is very historic like it yes it's a very historic yeah yeah like it's really cool there if you've never been there go there it's it's very neat just drive through the town take random turns down the city blocks you can see that different houses and it's it's insane yeah they have so many of those big Victorian houses there too oh my god yeah stunning Mm mm-hmm um okay and then in 2001, there was two foreign partners by the name of Ross Witha and Ron Hewer. Sure. <laughs> who bought it and used the ballroom and a variety of different events. That's really all I found about when they bought it. There was nothing else that was said. Hmm. And then 2006, it was sold to an unnamed entrepreneur who changed the name to the historic Kiwani Inn. And all it said was he upgraded it, but I don't know how okay. or why. <laughs> um, it was owned in December of 2012. Then in March of 2013, it was temporarily managed by the mayor of Kiwani at the time, who was John Blaha and his wife, Mary. And then May 2013, an Appleton resident by the name of Dave Water bought it. And there was nothing said about that. And then I couldn't find any information about who owned it between then and now the current owner. His name is Alec Yannick. Or Alex Yannick, I think it is. Um, I would say Yannick. So I actually stayed there in the summer of 2020 with my mom and my aunt because my friend was playing in his band at the bar down the road. This was the owner at that time. And he was so cool. He was so nice and like... We just went there and he was, it was him and his, I think it was his nephew at the check-in desk. And they like, were just striking up conversations with us left and right. And they were so nice. And any questions we had, they answered them. It was so cool that they like knew so much about it. Yeah. And they, yeah. And then I was even like reading different reviews about hotel. And there's plenty of other people who said he was the best owner they've ever met. And he had taken them on private tours as well and 
I don't know. It was just super cool. Like it fits right into Kiwani with like the nice people there and everything. So it's, uh, it was cool. And then uh, um, there was actually, awesome. I know. And there was a video on YouTube that I was watching where he was being interviewed and he said something about um, the basement of the Karsten being treated as like an unofficial morgue during the Spanish flu era. Ooh. And yeah, and they held like approximately 80 bodies down in the basement because it was like one of the few buildings in the area that could hold so many people. Um, they didn't have any names and there wasn't really any mention of whether there were even any spirits down there that they know of or not or anything like that. But then he did mention that there was um, some engraved date of in 66. So that basement was obviously like the original foundation of the building prior to it burning down in 12, which I think Wow. Which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, basements are like normally one thing that lasts in a fire, but like I didn't put that together when they said the fire broke out and burned the whole place down. I in about the basement at all. No, me neither. And to be honest, I thought they just did like little cellars where you could like store jars. I didn't know they did like basements to fit like 80 bodies. Yeah. Yep. Like that's There's... a lot of like when you think 80 people standing up, it's like, okay, but you're laying them down and like mm-hmm. stacking them up and then mm-hmm. they're bloating and ooh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Sorry if you guys can hear my dogs. They're doing zoomies. <laughs> There is nothing I can do to stop this. <laughs> yeah. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned before, I think the hotel's name now is Karsten Nest Hotel. Like when I went to go, that looks okay. like the most recent page. There was like a copyright of 2019, which I think is about the time that Alex took over like managing and owning and everything. So I'm pretty sure that's the name of it now. But I couldn't okay. find anything that said for sure or not. That's what I'm going with. I, I like that they kept up Carson. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I should have drove up there to see what it said. Like, it's only a half hour from where we are. I didn't even think about doing that. Done you know, that. with all the time you have, Kristen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, one of these so days. So much time. One of and these days. Five episodes from now, we can clarify. Mention it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um this now we'll get into like some of the paranormal stuff and like the background of that which is Ooh. the best part and yes. honestly i'm i thought there was gonna be some like mean spirits or mean i don't know really there's not that many like there was one bad thing that happened pretty much from a spirit like that's it they were all so nice because they're all from kiwani and they're nice people (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i was not that i'm disappointed but i was a little disappointed i was like come on i wanted like the scary one but oh well (laughs) oh well we'll just have to dig deep for the gnarly ones next week (laughs) yeah and yours your um madame lalari was pretty brutal so i guess yeah. we'll do a nice ghost one now i suppose <laughs> a nice ghost nice ghost like casper casper <laughs> oh nice yes okay so it said that the spirit activity began to happen like during and after the huge renovations and restoration projects that were done in like the 1966 
era with the the Schmidt brothers. Um, okay. The, the most common like entity that people talk about was Agatha, and she was a housekeeper of the inn. And this is just a small trigger warning. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but she, in 1921, she had been raped by a drunk neighbor near her father's farm. Oh. I know. And then from this sexual assault, she actually did end up pregnant and had a child. Oh. I know. Poor baby. And, well, I don't even know how old she was at this time. I never found an age really on her. I know she was she was alive from 1921 to 1954. That's all I really know. But um, yeah, wow. and her parents did. They all kept the baby, and her parents raised the baby with the other seven children that they already had. So they're saints for taking on another child. But back then, I guess seven kids was like standard. Uh, yeah, I mean farm help. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Farmers still have. I mean, this is a very blanket statement, but you know. How many farmer families do we know that there's like four kids? Yeah, that's true. Five that's kids. True. Yeah. Um, but obviously with seven kids plus another baby, they needed more money. So Agatha ended up working at Hotel Carson. And she worked there from 1925 to 1937 as the housekeeper to help her parents while they helped raise the child. Um, she really loved working at the hotel because she actually felt like important and valued and it also helped her like go to a place where she could escape the bad that she went through which i'm sure was a big relief to her yeah and she even had her own room in the hotel which i think is really cool okay she ended up in room 310 on the third floor of the hotel there was a rumor that she had hung herself in 1937. Oh my God. Um, I'm not sure where that came from, but the truth was that she ended up taking care of her father back on the family farm. So she left the Hotel Carson and then she stayed on the farm and died in 1954 from cancer. And then I'm not sure how, but she must've made it back to the hotel somehow because she ended up as one of the entities there. So, um, oh wow, yeah, and then or, when, yeah, weird. Hmm? Or maybe that's where like her she felt safe, so her soul went there. Could you know? be. I bet she probably didn't want to be near that family farm Bottom. at all after what happened. That's oh a good God, point. No. I wouldn't. Ugh, I couldn't even imagine. No, I don't want to. I, I don't either. <laughs> I know. Um, and where I got a lot of my information from was this website called hauntedhouses.com. And there's actually a quote right on that website that says, women who experience the heartbreak of abandonment or loss of their beloved or of unrequited love sometimes will spend their afterlife in the place where it happened hoping that their beloved will find them there or that in spirit form the man that rejected them in this world might change his mind in the afterlife they sometimes act upon their feelings as well hmm. and it's really interesting because it was said that Agatha fell in love with the owner William Carson Sr. and he didn't love her back oh. which would be 
another after the tragic event that she had already been through this definitely did not help her feelings toward men she no she did not like men after this i know can't imagine r.i.p agatha i know but yeah she's the one that has been known to be most active and she's known to be mischievous too um there was one instance this is like the one bad thing that happened um where she had lost her temper toward the hotel manager at one point and shoved her from behind lost her balance and she ended up falling down the stairs but since then agatha apparently hasn't done anything like that so that was like the one bad thing where well like agatha the ghost got pissed and just said yeet and shoved the manager down the stairs yeah and it doesn't (laughs) say why like i think i want to say it was something to do with she didn't like the some type of renovation that they were doing so she pushed (laughs) yep yep she just pushed her down the stairs (laughs) okay i'd be like i'm calling in tomorrow and (laughs) next week and next month and next year peace bye (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay sorry it's funny but it's not it's not it's not it's sassy (laughs) sassy yes (laughs) um but yeah she likes to be um by like the guests and the staff and everything she likes them to know that she's there and one of the ways people realize that she is around is that they can suddenly smell roses so i'm not sure if she Hmm. like really liked roses when she was alive or if they were like like if she always wore a rose in her hair or anything like that i couldn't find anything like that but okay either way the smell of roses she's around um there was a time that a staff member had been cleaning a mirror and then he had looked up into the mirror and he saw with her hair in a bun and an old style maid's uniform standing right behind him. So it's obvious that she was there that time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she likes to be in the kitchen quite often. She is known to set the kitchen alarm clock off at midnight and then turn the burners on and off. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she also likes to knock over salt shakers and sugar bowls when food is being served in the dining room. She also to open and close doors. So she just likes to, like, mess with people a lot, I guess. She's just <laughs> having a time of her life in there. I mean, if I was a ghost, I feel like that's the stuff I would pull. Because I'd feel too bad shoving someone down the stairs, but I also want to, like, annoy them. Cause oh, I can think of two people I'd shove down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but then they know it was you. That's the thing. No shame. No shame. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> but then I would do like fun stuff. Oh my god, I would. Oh my god, if I die before you, Kristen, I'm gonna make your life hell. Mm, great. Can't. You're wait. welcome. I hope I die first. <laughs> Not a race. Neither of us want to win or lose. <laughs> no. But we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's a little mischievous. And then, like, because she pretty much hated men, um, when they were doing all their reconstruction and renovations and everything, she would go and hide a lot of their tools on them. And then 
should turn on the tools and turn off the tools and turn on the lights and turn off the lights and then like she uh, some men said that while they were working there it was like freezing cold in some areas oh wow yeah um, yeah and then Oh, this was a specific time. In 1991, one of the owners there had been redecorating a room up on the third floor, and she heard someone walking. So when she went to go open the door, she had seen footprints, like, in the carpet. And it's thought that this was Agatha. Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. And then there's another thing that happened to the author of the article that I was reading on this website. Um, She had a personal experience when she stayed in the room, which was room 311, which was right at this room, which was 310. And this happened on March 2013. And this is what she said. I opened up a chest by the bathroom with a sliding hinge type lid that raises up in order to bring out the extra comforter for our bed. As I tried, I couldn't get the lid to slide down as I couldn't push the hinge button in enough to release it due to my arthritis in my fingers. Giving her time to come up and have his help in doing so. But I wasn't as alone as I thought. I walked toward the bed and then as I turned around, I saw it slam down suddenly by itself. I said, thank you. I think that could have been Agatha trying to help and get some chuckles at the same time in a mischievous way. Aww. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Sassy I sweetheart. Know. Sassy, yeah. Sassy little sweetheart. But yeah, the, uh, most of the presence has been known to be in or around her room, that 310 up on the third floor. Um, there's, they've noticed like, her people have noticed knocking and feet crying. They noticed a woman's voice. There was one time where a book was dropped right next to the bed. Some people said that, like, well, one guest suddenly felt very cold and then saw a misty form of a woman cross the room and then it disappeared into the wall, which I think I'd probably, like, shit my pants I, if I saw I would literally shit my pants and cry and call my mom <laughs> to come get me. <laughs> like, I mean, that was a little far, Agatha. A little scary. <laughs> call 911. Right. What are they oh, going to do? I don't know. <laughs> Send them all. They're going to be like, uh, you are... Are you sure that's what you saw? <laughs> like, who, who's your dealer? <laughs> what are you on? I feel like it's fucking Agatha, man. It's Agatha. Don't you know about the hotel? Come on. <laughs> be like, what's this new stuff? What are the kids on? They're on Agatha. Oh, gosh. That's okay. funny. I think so. <laughs> Um, But yeah, then there was another guest that saw a face of a woman looking down at her from the corner of the room, which, again, I'd shit my pants. Like, that, no. I I would just be so scared if I saw, if I thought I was in my room alone. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Right. And then there's been, like, staff and um, guests that have also found, like, old-fashioned gray hairpins. Which okay, would have which been isn't something. Out. Yeah, people don't just have. have. Mm-mm. Not anymore. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, super weird. But so that's Agatha. There's one other thing 
but I'm gonna save that for a little bit. Oh. Um, our next one is was the owner, so William Carson Sr. Um, he was described as gentle and friendly, but it said that if someone in the hotel makes him angry, they're gonna know. Because oh. apparently he likes to move furniture around when he gets upset. Um, and sometimes when he's upset, he will make a certain smell in his room. So whoever ends up in his room, they're gonna smell this smell like someone hasn't bathed in a while. So like, I'm assuming a B.O. smell. Oh. Yeah. And then some people say that that's the reason that happens is because his wife had passed so long before he realized his smell without her reminding him to bathe, which is kind of really sad in a way. That is like, I don't know. That is, but like, okay, tangent, real quick. Tangent. <laughs> your wife is not your mother. <laughs> she does not need to remind you to bathe. Now, no. I can see you're not bathing because you're depressed. Totally get that, got that, totally support it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't need to be reminded. You shouldn't. I'm but... senior, bro. I know. I know. Done with my chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's either the B.O. smell or one of the, like, the most famous thing about him is that if he's around, you'll smell like a super strong smell of cigar smoke. And it's really heavy on the second floor. Huh. That's how okay. you know. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no smoking signs all over the hotel, so it's... Clear. Yeah, very clear. And then we have little Billy, Billy Carson III. He's pretty much exactly like he used to be when he was alive. He likes to run up and down the hallways. He likes to play in the basement. He likes to play with the children's guests. Like, he just likes to hang out with the kids. He just wants to be a kid. Nope, nope. I'd rather deal with a whole fucking demon than a ghost child. There is nothing freakier to me than a fucking ghost child. No, he wants to play with the kids, though. I know, but, like, how creepy! There's so many movies where, I mean, I guess they could be old or young, but... Oh, it's so creepy. Little ghost children, they're just so weird. Yeah, but he just wants to do what he did when he was alive. He didn't really change at all from what it sounds like. But, like, how would you feel if, like, this little ghost thing came out to you and said, Could I pot you for some water? Like, I'd have a fucking stroke. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. (laughs) Straight up die. If my kid came up to me and said, Hey, I've been playing with Billy in the playroom. I'm like, who's Billy? And they're like, oh, why can't you see him? He's right here. I'd be like, nope, where's a priest? Oh, God. Well, all right, well, never bring your future kids to the Kirsten because they're probably going to get Billy to play with them. Probably. (laughs) Oh, sweet little Billy. Go to heaven, bro. I know. It makes me sad. But he likes to talk with, like, the psychics and investigators. Like, his voice has actually been recorded on those EVPs, which is kind of cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. I did see one video on YouTube where, like, you can hear its child's voice. It's really cool. It's creepy, but it's cool. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Oh, my. Yeah. And then there's, like, two male entities that there's really not a whole lot on either of them. So one of them 
apparently like some of the paranormal investigators and psychics who have been there said that they see they've seen a shadow in the basement it's said to be like a former hotel employee who works in the basement but there really wasn't a whole lot of other information on it I almost wonder if it could have been like one of the souls trapped in the basement when it was used as a morgue there's really nothing else that's I don't know a former hotel employee but like that's all I really got out of it so sad yeah and then there's one other one where I only found like one situation on it and it was one lady and her husband were sitting at the bar at the hotel and then she saw a white form of a man wearing either a workman's or a fisherman's hat and he'd been drinking a beer and sitting on a bar stool but then she said that when her husband asked her what she saw like when she turned back to show him the man had disappeared so that's the only other that's the only instance was just that one lady so i'm not sure i wonder if there's just like a drunk fisherman walking around kiwani like a ghost which, <laughs> i honestly, wouldn't doubt it <laughs> no <laughs> kiwani's creepy there's so much like you can just tell the history you just feel it mm-hmm. for sure Ugh. yeah yeah um <laughs> and then this one's kind of cool like the this is unknown for sure which entity it was about but there was one time that a staff member she was alone at the hotel she was bringing christmas decorations down from the third floor and they were stored at the top shelf of the closet in the storage room up on the third floor when she went up there to grab the last box of decorations she got up to the storage closet and then found that the last box that was sitting up there had been moved off the top shelf and put right by the door, like right inside of the room by the door. And it was assumed to be Agatha because of it being like a duty that she typically would have done when she was alive. But it's not like, like they don't know for sure if that was her, if it was William, or I don't think it'd be Billy because he's too short, I'm sure. Too short, yeah. I mean, does, huh. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, but well, what a nice ghost. Yeah. Yeah. All three of them were. Oh, my but, God. And Or five, possibly, with the other two males. But it's typically the three. It's typically Little Billy, William Sr., and then Agatha. So, yeah. That's awesome. Three nice ghosts at the Kiwani in the Carson in the Kiwani Nest Hotel, whatever you want to call it. I'm pretty sure it's Kiwani Nest Hotel. But is that the white hotel that's like um it's right on the corner? I think it's like a reddish brick. Then no, I'm thinking of something else. Okay. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, because I'm thinking of maybe the lighthouse in, maybe that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's the other one. And I was like, that building looks way too new to have been around that long. No, this is the no. one. It's right on the corner. Like, I'm trying to think what's by. Do you remember where Blue Door is? Yes. It's the road up from one over from that, I think. Like towards the lake or away from the lake? Um. Well, mm, I'm trying to think here. Trying to think back to my Kiwani days. I know. Um, <laughs> you lived there a lot longer than me, so I. Am, I like, know, really and I still didn't. 
I don't know. Look at a map. We'll, we'll look at a map. <laughs> oh my God. If I remember, I would go eat at Lake Effects all the time. I loved their cheese curds. Mm. I don't know if I ever ate there. Super, super slummy. Super, super good food. <laughs> <laughs> I always went best. to Kiwani Custard. That one, or it was like, not, was it the market or something like that? Oh, yeah, like over by those really cool houses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. called. But yeah, that we went there not that long ago. Kiwani Custard is great. Um, yeah, you did a really good job. I liked that story. Thanks. I was kind of disappointed that there weren't me and ghosts, but that's okay. I'm sure I can find one that has mean ghosts and I'll probably regret it because I'm going to be like I'd rather Agatha who only pushed one lady down the stairs and that was it <laughs> well yeah we don't worry we'll do like episodes on the divot box the Ouija board like those are super creepy things mm-hmm. so this will you'll get to a creepy fix so this is really cool though to know about like the history and the paranormal history about what's happened like where we've lived mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know, and, you know, say we've been there, been near there, and now we can know something. I always think that's important to know mm-hmm. more about your area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys liked it. And if you do, we'd love to hear from you. Um, with any feedback, be nice. But please be nice. give us constructive <laughs> criticism. Also, yeah. if there's anything that we did wrong, um, whether it's misinformation or lack of information, please tell us. Like, yes. we want to learn. We want, we want to, to know when we're wrong. Just yes. Nicely. Nicely. <laughs> if you're an asshole, I will tell you. <laughs> Don't worry. She will. Um, yeah. I probably won't, but Marissa will. <laughs> I will. I will. I will let you know. <laughs> and then I'll cry later, but it's fine. <laughs> oh. No, no crying. No crying. <laughs> well, our email is um, podcastdarkchannel, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, then TikTok is at darkchannel underscore dark soul. Facebook is darkchannel podcast. And Insta is, do you say at at Insta? Or is it just? No, just, just podcast dark channel that's it that's it okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm learning (laughs) yeah and obviously we would love it if you guys became a patreon for more bonus episode and content um with being so new we haven't really established much yet but we promise things are coming fun things are coming and it will be great and you will not regret being a part of that um not only Will you get bonus content but just better interaction with us as you know our hopefully audience keeps growing um so that link will be in the show notes or is also on any of our pages so you'll always have the availability to click on that to see what we're all about mm-hmm. oh, we hope you liked it we yes. hope you guys stay creepy and weird for sure <laughs> and hopefully agatha isn't gonna push you down flight of stairs oh. so hang on to those handles yeah i mean it only happened once but you never know you don't know, make her mad don't make her mad no <laughs> that's so creepy that it was a morgue my grandpa's house that like we grew up in his house was a morgue too and really yeah like the amount 
I don't know. My grandma also, like, died there. And then, like, I don't know. My family tells me stories of, like, I don't know if I should believe them. But apparently the guy who owned it before, like, killed himself. I don't know. That house. You should do a whole story on your family's house. House. (laughs) Wow. Probably could. I probably could. I don't think it helped. Like, you know, I don't think the best energy of the family being there helped any of the negative energy of the ghost, if you know what Mm. I mean. Right. So I just, oh my God, I remember it would be so creepy. I guess when my grandma and grandpa first bought it, like they'd wake up every morning to all the cabinet doors open. (gasps) And you know what they would do? They would just close them and go about their day. Um, uh-uh. fuck no. Nope. I'd be buying 50 pounds of sage. I'd be yep. opening all the damn windows. <laughs> like, <laughs> be burning all the candles. Calling every priest in the area. <laughs> priest, <laughs> rabbi, I don't give a fuck where you are. Come on over. <laughs> I need your help. Please. <laughs> I cannot do this without you. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Mm, I would. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 The nope. <laughs> oh, I have actually some pretty good haunting stories and like experiences. So hopefully, with one of our episodes next week, we'll get into that and share some stories. Yeah. But in the meantime, we hope you guys stay safe and have a great weekend. And I love you, babe. Love yous. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.